NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. a special presentation of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. You know, and even though the, the front row is nice, uh, it was probably unrealistic. If you talked to me in 2015 and told me that in 2018 I was going to be driving the 88 car for Hendrick Motorsports, I would have called you nuts. I say I'll be fine and I'm excited and I'm, okay, everybody in the room, imagine when you leave here on Sunday, you don't have anything to do really for a couple of months. Seems pretty exciting, doesn't it? From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Kid Cruz. Welcome to a special edition of NASCAR Live. Earlier today, NASCAR's top drivers participated in Daytona 500 Media Day. Various members of the MRN team sat down and talked with a lot of these drivers about the great American race and the season moving forward. The day started with Dave Moody and Alex Hayden talking with Clint Boyer. You got the black, yellow, red, and gold colors on, uh, Rush know, Truck like Centers. My buddy, Rusty. Um, yeah, real cool to have you know them as a primary this year. And, and I'm a trucking guy. You know what I mean? My father owns a towing service. I was in and out of service centers my whole life. Um, you know, and I always liked the big trucks. You know, uh, Dad always had Peter Biltz and, and towed in and out of truck stops. And, and um, you know, so it, was, it meant a lot to me and my family, my dad, you know, to have, uh, you know, somebody as professional as Rush Truck Centers that we always looked up to our whole lives. Says, holy cow, now it's on a race car, you know. <laughs> it's crazy how it comes full circle. It, you know, we're all racers. Most team owners are racers. It's kind of cool when your sponsor's a racer, too, right? Oh, yeah. You don't have to sell the sport to Rusty Rush. Uh, no, you don't. And uh, and a competitor, you know, and anybody that's in the business world, that's what I love, the correlation between racing and, and business. It's it's a competition. They want to win. They want to. It doesn't matter who it is. They want to be better than them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rusty's no exception. That's for sure. <laughs> well said. You mentioned competition. Well, it, it's time uh, to get out there and start competing. As a race car driver, do you prepare? I mean, everybody's different. I oh, get that. Yeah. But when you're getting ready to start a season, what do you do? Is there a routine? Uh, walk us well, through that. Well, I've I hired a trainer. Oh, really? Oh, oh boy. Are you so are you going to start wearing it. spandex? I didn't say Please that. say no. <laughs> I didn't say I bought a bicycle. <laughs> okay, all right. I said I hired a trainer. Good. Everybody else is pedaling around around these uh I these don't race get tracks. that whole thing. And then they, they draft. <laughs> like what they got Uber it's now. Exercising. It's supposed to hurt and painful and, and you cuss and you hate it and you wonder why you're doing this. But they're like with a smile on their face, wearing this god awful, uncomfortable <laughs> spandex that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I, it ain't even my body in it. It makes me uncomfortable <laughs> that my peer would even wear something right. that bad. Right. And then you show back up after taking a beating and, and made yourself as sleek as possible. I'm like, all right, you were going two hours right on this bike ride in a spandex, sleek, aerodynamic. $12,000 bike, whatever. Water bottle costs more than most people's cars. <laughs> Carbon and fiber water bottle. Oh, yeah. yeah that oh, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Just in case. Like, how about wear a parachute and go for five minutes? Talk about resistance. Wear your jeans, wear your shirt, don't look like a moron, and just go way I, less time. I don't know if you want to be wearing blue jeans and sweating like that. You're going to be walking funny for a couple Shorts. of days. Shorts. 
I just have no a hard spandex. time picturing Kale Yarborough wearing a spandex onesie. Kale Yarborough <laughs> would beat the hell out of That's you right. his peers <laughs> just on exactly principle. Right. They would should. flip you down the back straightaway. Why? Because you had because spandex. You had spandex on. On. I caught <laughs> Tuesday. You had exactly. spandex and riding a bicycle, you weirdo. Uh, every bike guy, and I just lost a completely alienated every bike <laughs> fan that I've ever had. Clint ever, Boyer, which I probably didn't yeah. have anybody. No. So, so what does your personal trainer have you doing? I personally like Harley Davidsons. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not Schwinn's. <laughs> that doesn't work. I'm a Harley guy. <laughs> I am not a Schwinn rider. They're going to hop on a Huffy and yes, pedal around. Uh, yes, no. Uh, I'm going to have gears. I'm going to have some gears with some horsepower behind it, some muscle. That's right. Loud pipes. And, and, They're going to know I'm there. And you Laura can wear those in a, jeans. Uh, right. <laughs> you can ride that in jeans. And Laura on the back with a leather vest yes, on. There yes. you go. After Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson took the hot seat. All the championships, all the race wins, the pole positions, the laps led, heck, just the laps made in the race car. You're still excited. I saw the tweet you put out about your first lap back behind the wheel <laughs> yeah. of the race car with the, the, the pig hanging his head out the window. How does that motivation come back for you year after year? You know, it's, it's always there, but I, I feel that there is uh, more motivation due to the, the way last year finished up for us. You know, when you're the champion, you want the off-season to be as long as possible and savor every minute of it. When you have a year that you uh, you didn't want, you're ready to get to the track and start over and kind of get things on the right path, and that's definitely where I'm at. So uh, excited to be in the car, excited for all the change that's going on, not only in NASCAR, but the new Camaro that we're driving, the internal changes at Hendrick Motorsports. Directionally, there's just a lot of good things going on for us. Were they a handful out there the other day? It looked like they were a handful. You know, I'd, I, I've definitely felt like business picked up with the higher speeds that we're running, mm -hmm. but I had more people ask me about how they drove, so clearly they're they're driving worse than I've, I realized, um, and I like a loose race car, so maybe that, that's part of it, too. How much did the car move around in the draft? I mean, you're, you mentioned you're driving the new Camaro ZL1 that Chevrolet's got for you guys this year. Can you tell a difference when you're out there in the draft from, from say, the SS that you've been running? Oh, for sure. I mean, we're, I guess, about a second faster just on single car runs. And I, I've been using the comparison with the old package when we, we'd run a fast lap or two when the draft was just right, and you had that sensation, oh, man, we're, we're really going. Now that's every lap. You're right in the sweet spot of the power band of the engine. The car is kind of on the top side of the gear and really carrying a lot of speed. So uh, the, the, it's fun to me. Instead of having kind of a sluggish car, um, you know, the, the thing's up on the pipe and running. So we've heard from a lot of drivers and a lot of teams that, that they're going to be dialing back that setup a little bit, a little less straight line speed in, in favor of a little more comfort in the corners. Is your team maybe not going to be dialing back as far, seeing, seeing as how you seem to like it? No, we're, we're all playing that same game. I mean, we were all chasing uh, the front row, so everybody had everything on, on kill. And um, then the clash race happened, so we, we all had a lot of lessons learned there. And then we're all wishing that we could adjust our cars going <laughs> into the 150, but we can't. So right. uh, I, I think pit road will be very busy um, on that first pit stop and a lot of massive changes being done to cars. You know, we're literally learning as we go, not only because of the, the Camaro that we're driving, but for all the teams, you know, this, this ride height rule change has just changed the game. And it's really opened the suspension in, um, you know, the shock springs pa spring packages that we've never had here before. That is Jimmy Johnson from earlier today at Daytona 500 Media Day. Coming up next, Joey Logano and Kyle Larson. The new NASCAR season at the new ISM Raceway in Phoenix. Think it'll be loud? Nope. Louder. Think it'll be wild? Nope. Wilder. You think you've seen it all? We're just getting started. Join the NASCAR Nation in Phoenix for the Ticket Guardian 500 Race Weekend, March 9th, 10th, and 11th. Find tickets from $30 now at ismraceway.com. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcasts elevate your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Keselowski to the bottom of the racetrack. He tries to slide up. Newman is there. Sideways is Keselowski. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live for the Daytona 500 on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to your host, Kid Cruz. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of NASCAR Live. Another guest that stopped by the MRN booth to talk with Dave Moody and Alex Hayden was Joey Logano. What's, What's happening? Man, I'm just here doing media. I'm media day. Don't you look Can forward you to this it? day? I, I'm all right with it. I kind of like it. I have fun. I get to talk to you guys for a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I have fun. Finally, a driver that enjoys media day. Yeah. Why, does, does, someone, does someone say no? No, no, we haven't had that. Boyer didn't really get into talking about racing too much, but that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what he did talk about, but 15 minutes blew by. Talk about by. spandex and bicycle That's riding right. in the in the uh, in the garage. He and how none of us want to see that at all. See, you're on that side. Then, yeah. he, he would be the same way, right? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> they so, it's not, so it's not good. Spandex I'm going to stop now. Span, sp spandex is not an in intricate part of the Logano fitness regime. Though. Don't no no. I I looser shorts. Thank you. Gym. <laughs> yes, I don't need to be you know a, a grape smuggler or anything like that. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Cut paste. We'll use that See, one. Alex was right. He tried to wave it. He tried to wave it off, and I just kept going. And I should have. Uh, oh man, Todd Gordon back, crew chief. You got the red and yellow shell Pennzoil colors again. Uh, a fast race car from what we've seen to this point. Got to be so excited. Far, so far, so good. Our, our cars was uh, obviously pretty good in the clash. All the Penske cars were up front there riding for a long time. So um, that was encouraging to see. Uh, you know, but super speedways, are, super speedways are completely different than when we get to Atlanta and, you know, the West Coast swing as well. Uh, all that will change and we'll really know where we stack up. But for now, hey, it's good to see we got some speed in Daytona. We have a shot at winning Daytona 500. Uh, and at this point, that's what matters the most. Impound race. How different will your race car be uh, by the end of the Daytona 500 compared to what it is right now? Will there be a lot of changes made? I don't know. Really? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, um, it, it's one of the most challenging speed weeks down here I think we've had in a long time because you're, you're going out there, you only have you know a few minutes of practice before the clash, right? And then you have that set up, and then you, you have your Daytona 500 car that you – uh, make a couple of qualifying runs with, but you also want to get a setup good for, for the duels, and it's impound, uh, and you don't get to race your clash car before you, you <laughs> get to figure out what you want to put in your car for the duels. So uh, once we get through the duels, then we'll kind of understand, okay, we like this or we like this, and they're two different setups, and we'll figure out what we like more, and then uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do for the 500 from there. Are you a fan of having the, the back of the car lower than it's ever been here at Daytona and the way these cars are driving? Yeah, it, it's different for sure, and it's changed a lot of things, um, obviously, with the setups, no doubt. Um, but, you know, with the pit stops, that's changed a lot of things, too. Um, but the way the draft is working, you know, the way the runs are built and, and what you can do with them, and you got to kind of learn and figure out what your car can and can't do. Um, you know, I, I, I do feel like uh, some of the stability in the cars is <laughs> – decreased quite a bit yeah. <laughs> especially down the straightaways that yeah. seems like uh where people are complaining the most is, is the cars on the straightaway is are, are pretty out of control um so when you see a lot of the pushing and the banging and all that down the straightaways through the tri-oval we saw larson go for a heck of a ride and he saved it and we saw you know when jimmy got pushed at the end it it, it made him out of control um you know there's it's quite a bit of a difference on the straightaways is what we noticed. So uh, when you're in the corners, they're pretty stable. Until you get to the exit, they seem like they get a little out of control there. Um, but it's cool because it, you can adjust on it now, right? And, and you can tune what do you want. Do you want speed or do you want handling? And it's hard to have them both, right? Because right. usually with handling, you have to put some downforce in the car, and, and that usually comes with drag. Uh, you know, so it just kind of depends on what you're looking for. Uh, and I think that makes it kind of fun and interesting for all of us. Put yourself in the shoes of, of one of the guys or, or gal that didn't have the option of running the clash and weren't able to bring back that information. How anxious would you be going into these duels tomorrow having yeah. not had that opportunity? Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cut I'm, glad, I'm glad we got to run in that one. I'm telling you, it's the most important clash of all time, uh, no doubt. So, um, you know, the, the, the advantage is there for everyone that's in the clash. Um, but, you know, the, you think about the drivers that are in the clash, it's all the playoff drivers mm -hmm. uh, and teams. It's, so the advantage isn't really over the guys that you're competing against for the win most of the time anyway. I mean, not to say that there, there can be another team that, that, that sneaks in there. I'm not, don't get me wrong, but the, the teams that are in the clash are the best teams, right? And that's the way it's designed to be. So you don't really get an advantage over your, your toughest competitors. Um, but for, I think for us, it was, it was good to get out there. And, and like you say, you knock off a pit stop. I had a new spotter with, with TJ, so uh, to work with him, I think there's some big advantages there to, to have more races, and that's why I'm running the Xfinity race this weekend as well. That is Joey Logano.
Up next was Kevin Harvick. He talked with Mike Bagley and Pete Pistoni. So it's it's good to be back down here, and and uh, you know we've already got a race under our belt with the with the clash, and kind of have a direction on what you think is right and what you think is wrong. And and Speed Weeks is a is a progression. It always has been, always will be. There's just there's multiple races. There's a lot of abnormal things that happen, such as today with Media Day. A lot of things that you have to manage and shuffle, and appearances and sponsors and people and things that are happening everywhere. So. It's abnormal compared to every other week, but in the end, it's got the biggest prize of, of one single race that you can win, and that's that's the Harley J. Earl Trophy. Mm -hmm. And that is the trophy that goes to the winner of the Daytona 500. Let's talk about the clash. You're up there in the in the thick of things. Uh, you and I chatted on one of our practice shows that the car steers different. There are some, some different things with the car. Um, what did you learn about the car that was different from years past? And how did you lose the draft towards the end of the, uh, the yeah. second run on you Sunday? You know, so so uh, I got myself up in there to I think third or fourth, and and we had a good run of momentum, and I pulled out a line, and nobody followed me, and I went all the way to the back, and and I got to, I got to the back of the draft. I think it was I don't know, twelve cars, eight cars, eight eight ten twelve cars, whatever that that lead pack was, and I and I went to try to pull the last car, a side draft off the last car, and I pulled that car off. And as I went to go down, I had knocked so much momentum out of it that I, I lost the, the draft with the last car. So the problem, the biggest problem that I had is I had a pretty good handling uh, Bush Beer Ford, and, it, and most of the cars were handling very bad uh, that, that I was racing around, and they had all kind of pinned themselves up against the wall uh, in, in a single-file line, and, and I just made too many moves uh, for the, the type of race that, that, that was happening and, and wound up getting myself in a bad spot. When you say the car is handling bad, what does that mean? Well, you know, I, I saw, you know, for, for me, it looked like all the Toyotas were tight. It looked like all the Chevrolets were loose. And, you know, as, as I was around other cars, I could hear people lifting out of the throttle, which is abnormal in, in, in a short amount of time like that. So there's a, there's a lot of things that a lot of people have to work on. And, and you know, that's kind of the mindset that, that everybody had was, okay, well, we haven't really had any big handling issues in the past. We got all these new rules, so we're going to, you know, skew the car backwards this way, and we're going to slam the back of the car down with, 10,000 pound springs in the right rear and uh, all the crazy stuff that, that everybody had going on in the back and all of a sudden it's like whoa we got to have a fast car but you got to be able to drive it and run side by side and I think that was that was the thing that stuck out the most to me is is you know the lack of being able to run side by side because everybody missed it so far on the handling and the guessing of where your car needed to be with all the new rules yeah but the first 25 laps Kevin I've never seen the cars that low ever and I've never seen the, you guys bounce around as much as you did why did it change in the second half yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think I think everybody was in the mindset of we're going for it in, in the first 25 laps, mm -hmm. and you know you see Kyle Kyle Larson about to spin out. You see a lot of guys checking up out of the throttle, and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, you know this my car is not capable of, of doing what I need to do, uh, in in with uh, with the springs and shocks and the packages that that they had underneath the cars. So um, with with no testing and and everybody just kind of going for it there with you know the abbreviated practice sessions that we had we really didn't have a, a chance to 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 run in a draft that was bigger than you know six or eight cars and and you doubled that with with the clash and we saw the first 25 laps that were pretty exciting and and you know, cars bouncing all over the place and then everybody realized can't really drive my car like i want to <laughs> gonna drive it here or i'm gonna crash plus <laughs> i imagine that with the fuel load burning off that added another Challenge the into end. the mix as well yeah. towards the end of the second stage. Yeah, and 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 really it was kind of a swing. Um, you know, I think a lot of guys were, you know, you know, like for my car, it would start a little bit loose and then it would go tight as 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 you'd get towards the end of the run. So, um, you know, I think I think there's just a drastic difference where everybody was on handling, uh, just because of the fact that there's so many unknowns. And I think that'll get better as the week, and you'll you're, you'll you'll have somewhat of that still in the qualifying races I would say with with ill handling cars and, and things happening and people being a little bit unsure about what's going on but when you double the amount of cars that they get into the, the race on Sunday things start happening a lot faster and and you'll see a lot of those bad handling cars and that'll get shuffled out and shuffled to the back or shuffled to the middle and not be able to to stick in that lead draft because they can't run side by side. That is Kevin Harvick still to come on this special edition of NASCAR Live we'll hear from Kyle Larson and Kurt Busch.
Calling all admirers of the King. For Richard Petty, the STP Pontiac. We have the place for you. Celebrate the life and career of NASCAR's all-time win leader, Richard Petty. Uh, the hat came about in the late 70s. From the legend behind the King's famous crown to thrills and spills that the Hall of Famer had over the years. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. It's Richard Petty's Road to Royalty, and it's available for free to download on iTunes and MRN.com right now. Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live for the Daytona 500 on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host, Kid Cruz. On this special edition of NASCAR Live, we're looking back at some of the best from Daytona 500 Media Day. Mike Bagley and Pete Bistoni talked with Kyle Larson about his week in Daytona. Hey, thanks for having me. You look so clean and pristine. Last time I saw you, you were all full of dirt over at Volusia County Speedway <laughs> in the sprint car. How's that been for you this Yeah, Volusia days? was a uh, struggle for, for myself. Um, we were good one night, ran fifth, but the other two nights I backed it up. So um, <clears throat> had to watch some videos of last year when uh, I was good in a sprint car to remind myself that I'm still good. <laughs> so, um, but, no, it was a, a fun fun little week of racing. And, and then, you know, being over here in Daytona, Getting our season started was fun as well, or you know, with the clash and all that. But uh, looking forward to the rest of the week. How often do you get a chance to do that? For the fans that are listening that may not follow what you do away from NASCAR, how often do you have a chance to get into the sprint car over the course of a year? Uh, so once once we get into the summer, I mean, I do it basically every week. There's something I can get to. I think last year I raced like eight or nine weeks in a row, um, weekdays. Uh, you know, whether it be a Tuesday or Wednesday, and then on to the next week. But um, summer is, is big. You know, there's a lot of speed weeks uh, that I can run. We have an off weekend in there that I can you know, run a lot. So um, <clears throat> I probably do, I'll probably do 25 to 30 or so races this year. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so as you said, we have the first part of speed weeks here in the rearview mirror qualifying in the clash. I know the clash didn't go particularly well for you. But what are you going to take away from that weekend for tomorrow night in the dual races, Kyle? Yeah, you know, our, our car was uh, quite a handful there in the clash. And, um, you know, I think it's nice that we had uh, a few days off after that. You know, our, our crew chief and engineers and stuff got to go back to the shop and uh, probably decompress and, and, you know, think of things that we could do different to our setup and race car to get me a better balance um, to where I'm not feeling like I'm going to spin out every part of the racetrack. So um, we just got to wait and see, though, once we get back on track. You know, even the duels, I don't know if we'll get a good sense of how we'll be for Sunday because um, that was an impound from qualifying, so we kind of have what we have. But, um, you know, if we're still a handful after the clash, I think they have some stuff, you know, already in line for us to try and practice and things to, to get better for, for the 500. How different did the car feel to you on Sunday than, than in years past? Well, my car in the past, uh, about halfway through a run, would always get loose. Uh, but this time it was, I mean, from, like, you know, I could run five laps and be okay, feel like I could be aggressive. And then after that, like, my car just gets really edgy and light, twitchy. Um, and I don't even really feel like I'm moving my hands. My car is just kind of going wherever it wants to. Uh, I'm loose into the corners. So not a fun feeling when you're going uh, 200 miles an hour in a pack. So um, hopefully we can get that driving a little easier for me. But there's yeah. a school of thought because you're so good at dirt track racing that you like stock cars like that. Is that true? No, that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> Not you know, everybody everybody thinks you're like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> like sideways in a dirt car, you're making grip. Sideways in a stock car is the opposite. You know, you're you're sideways and losing grip. So um, I would typically say I prefer, and maybe my crew chief would say different, but I would I would say I typically like a tighter race car uh, in stock cars. But mm. uh, I feel like I can be more aggressive that way. Um, <laughs> but loose on a super speedway is a different type of loose because you're, I don't know, just the air is moving a lot and, and your car is just uneasy feeling. 2018 and Chip Ganassi Racing will obviously have you and Jamie McMurray back together. Uh, the organization made a lot of headway thanks to you and your winning ways last year. Where is CGR now as we go into 2018 with both the 42 and the one cars? 
Well, yeah, 2018 was great for us. So I feel like you know, we were able to build on, on our success from early in the year last year and, and make it even better throughout the year. And uh, we had bad luck. Both of us had bad luck in the playoffs. But um, we still ended the year strong at Homestead. Uh, had a great test at Vegas a few weeks back with the new Camaro ZL1. So I was excited about that and, and the speed we showed there. Um, so, yeah, I still don't know what to expect once we get through Daytona and on to Atlanta. But, uh, you know, I have high hopes after how our test went. So uh, I felt like our race team and myself, you know, we were able to kind of somewhat taste the championship last year, you know, with the way we contended all year long. So I think that adds some extra motivation to everybody um, at the race shop and myself to, to try and you know, back that up and, and do even better than we did last year. You had made a comment uh, after the incident with Jimmy on the final lap in the clash that when you went up to, to tap him, the nose, the new nose of the Camaro is a bit pointy. Does that take something out of the toolbox for you on Sunday as far as something you can use later in the race to maybe get around somebody or push somebody through a situation? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I think, I think we can just get our get my car more stable, then I'll be able to be more aggressive and, and push people or whatever, or be pushed. Um, I, f I don't know, though. I, you know, I felt like I hit him pretty square, pretty hard, but uh, square. Um, but as soon as I got to him, it turned him sideways. So I, I don't know if that's something that I did wrong or the car or whatever or just circumstances, but um, I'll definitely be more nervous <laughs> next time. <laughs> that was the first time I had, you know, been – you know, tried to push somebody. So um, it was, yeah, 0-1, <laughs> I guess, on that. <laughs> well, you know what? You'll know. Uh, you have a better idea what to expect on Sunday. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, hopefully we can get our car more stable and we can uh, get some confidence back for the Sunday. That's Kyle Larson from Daytona 500 Media Day. Mike and Pete also spoke with last year's Daytona 500 champion, Kurt Busch. Reigning Daytona 500 champion has still has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It's been cool. It's been fun. And uh, yet, I'm getting that feeling, though. It's it's race time. It's it's game face time. It's focus on 2018. And so it's it's been a nice year with that Daytona 500 trophy and the ring and all the accolades that come with it. But man, it's I'm feeling that race mode kicking in. When you leave homestead you obviously go and have a little thanksgiving dinner you have a little christmas time we got new years and then you go into no uh in, go into january when do you start chomping at the bit to get back in the race car um this year i had so much fun with my wife and her polo we're down in south florida uh with her friends and i love the polo atmosphere because it you get the dually in the trailer you get the horses loaded in there it's like you're going late model racing <laughs> <laughs> except with horses yeah yeah and it's fun with that whole group and Really, I'll tell you, though, about February 1st, uh, she had her first tournament, and they lost by one in the finals. That moment, it, it like, kicks in, like, oh, my season's right around the corner, <laughs> and it's time to get going again. And so that's, that's when you really hit the gym hard, and it's just been a total focus for the last two weeks. And we'll get to celebrate Valentine's Day tonight. I've done that the last 20 years in the Daytona Beach area. Uh, that's just part of what comes with the gig. Yep. And that's literally when you kiss your wife, uh, like I'm, I'm going on a road trip and I'll be back in a little bit. That's that's what the feeling feels like when you're jumping back into the NASCAR season for 38 weeks. All right, so now you have to work with a new work wife and a crew chief and Billy <laughs> Scott, right? Uh, how's the transition going to him and, and the inside of, of Stuart Haas Racing, Kurt, for the new year? So far it's been seamless uh, with the texts, the calls, going to lunch, uh, the game plan of building the cars for the specific tracks. And then we got into race mode last weekend with the clash and we had a moment. Uh, he's like, yeah, we're going to pit at lap 25 and that's, that's going to be our, our scheduled stop. Okay. Well, I don't know when lap 25 is in the car. I don't have a lap tracker. I can't see the scoreboard and I know the plan is coming up soon. And literally I'm digging through turns three and four. He goes pit now. I'm like, oh boy, those are those little moments of crew chief driver. If you're not, like what I did with Tony Gibson, I said, just give me a five-lap window. That way we're not showing our cards to the other teams on when we're going to pit. Just tell me, hey, we're going to pit within five. That way I know, and I can be ready at any moment. But he said pit as I'm digging through three and four, and it was, that was like a, one thing I forgot to give an update about from what I like to hear in the car. That is Kurt Busch, and coming up on this special edition of NASCAR Live, we'll hear from Brad Keselowski and later Martin Truex Jr. Here they come, three wide for the lead on the back straightaway. There's only one. Here comes Kyle Larson.
Anderson. He'll dive to the bottom on Truex. Great American race. Daytona Beach has so much NASCAR history. Celebrating 60 years of speed. Jimmy Johnson continuing to show the way. And suspense. The move is going to come. The question is, who will be the first to make it, and when will it happen? The 60th annual Daytona 500. Hamlin to the bottom of Johnson. Now Boyer shoves Logano to the lead. February 18th on the Motor Racing Network. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live for the Daytona 500 on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host, Kid Cruz. Welcome back to this special Daytona 500 edition of NASCAR Live. Joe Moore and Jeff Striegel took over the MRN booth and spoke to Brad Keselowski about his win in the Advanced Auto Parts Clash and his outlook for the Daytona 500. Great. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good to get uh, back going here in Daytona. Speed Weeks uh, last week, uh, of course, with the Clash win, like you're talking about, and 500 here right around the corner. You it know, was it's a, a cakewalk. It was uh, easy. <laughs> How easy was well, that? No, 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 no. There's, they're never a cakewalk. Um, sometimes they just feel like they might be, right? It looked like it. Yeah. Out looked, front and yeah. nobody able to compete. Even your, And you had your teammates lined up behind you. You had mm -hmm. the perfect mm -hmm. storm out front. Yeah. Looking to, the, you know, hearing from Joey Meyer, your spotter. Yeah. Nobody inside. Nobody there. Nobody yeah. there. You look in the rearview mirror. There's your teammates. And you got to be just wondering, lap <laughs> after lap, like we were saying. When are they coming? When is oh, it going yeah, to yeah. happen? The anticipation was worse than anything else. You know, you anticipate here comes the big move. And you find yourself almost getting lulled into a safe, like, false sense of security when you're in those positions. Uh, and you have to kind of, like, knock out of it, right? You know, and, and that's that's difficult. But, um, I mean, shoot, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Wait, sure. I'm, I'd, be, I'd love to, to have another day like we had Sunday uh, here for the 500 this week. You were one of several drivers who uh, voiced a little concern with the fact that Chevy has a brand new car this year in the Camaro. Uh, Toyota introduced their new Camry last year. Yeah. And you guys have been in the Fusion now for four years. Uh, from four? what we saw Sunday. Has it been four? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't keep track. From what we saw Sunday, it's not a problem. Do you think that will be an issue going on into the year? Is there going to be a deficit on your part? Well, it, it's hard at this point in time for me to look past Daytona. Um, you know, it's just our time, our research, our knowledge, and, and, and so forth has been around this race. And um, even though we did get a test at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which is a different configuration car than Daytona, um, I don't know if we were really, you know, uh, all the way developed with our car at that time. So uh, with respect to that question, I don't have an answer because I don't, I don't know. You know, at some point you get on the racetrack and you kind of figure it out. Um, but I am more confident that we're in line this year than I am that we were last year with the new NASCAR inspection stations. Uh, which I think have been a welcome addition to the garage uh, by, you know, really kind of helping to enforce the rules uh, equally. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really uh, I'm excited to, to get going and, and to, to run not just here at Daytona, but beyond. That is Brad Keselowski. Starting on the outside pole for Sunday's Daytona 500 is Denny Hamlin. Doing well. How are you all? Good. Great. Off to a great start this year. Yeah, it's a great start to the, to the Daytona Speed Weeks. Great great start to this uh, 2018 season so definitely very unexpected for us to be on the front row it's the last time I would last thing I would have ever thought we didn't focus on qualifying at all we all we did was draft really during the uh, Daytona 500 practices so uh, we know we have a great race car and great handling car for that and just luckily it just had enough speed to get us up front well Joe and I were just talking before you got here that you know, in the past, we talked about Chevrolet horsepower, Ford horsepower, and you might see those drivers advancing into the second round. Not this year. Uh, there was a bunch of Toyotas in there led by you. Was all that horsepower and all that speed somewhat of a surprise to you when you cut that lap at, what was it, 184.8 or I guess 185 and change? Yeah, it was very unexpected because we, we made uh, one little kind of mock run, and we were like, way off like we weren't even in close so that's when we just focused to 
uh, working on Daytona 500 uh, drafting practice. Uh, we got in a pack, worked on our car. Uh, we had to detune it uh, a little bit uh, to make it handle the way it we thought it needed to for the duels. Um, and, yeah, so when we ran our qualifying lap, I, I asked my crew chief what I thought we would run, and, and we were about seven tenths off from where we thought, you know, on the good side. Uh, so it was a shock to us for sure. All right, one of the things we've been talking about uh, all day today is the clash on Sunday and why nobody seemed to be able to hook up and draft back up there and catch Brad Keselowski. You guys stepped out of line a few times. Your teammates did. It just never quite came together. Why? Yeah, I mean, my question is, is like fourth, you know, you know the top three aren't going to pull out of line until the final lap, but like what is fourth, fifth, and sixth doing? Like they can't win the race staying in line until the last lap. So, um, you know, we tried, you know, my thing is, you know, we entered pit road first and we came out last on a really bad pit stop on lap 25. Worked our way back to the top three. We restarted uh, third behind Chase and we had to go all the way to the back of the pack because we got hung out. And so once we got to the back and then, you know, everyone stopped racing at that point. So we never had an opportunity to get back up there. So it was uh, frustrating from my standpoint, but it's something that you won't see really in the 500 because there's stage points and things like that. So um, I just think it was an anomaly, and it's the way it worked out. That is Denny Hamlin. Still to come on this special edition of NASCAR Live, we'll hear from Martin Truex Jr. and later Kyle Busch. Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live for the Daytona 500 on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host, Kid Cruz. Thanks again for joining us on this special Daytona 500 edition of NASCAR Live. The reigning Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion, Martin Truex Jr., stopped by and talked with Joe Moore and Jeff Striegel. Welcome back, champ. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, be good to be here. All excited, ready to go? Of course. Yeah, yeah always. Always ready. After a championship uh, last year, how would you rank winning the Daytona 500? Where would that fit in? Well, I'm, I've got some boxes left to check, and yeah. that's one of them. Yeah. You know, um, so close a couple years ago. I mean, I still think about that. But it's um, it's such a big race and, and big, you know, part of our sport. And, you know, there's only, I think this is the only race that when you win it, they call you a Daytona 500 champion for, like, the rest of your career. So, it's definitely one I want to add to the list. I mean, obviously, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's we've been close, and I def I definitely don't feel like this is my best opportunity to win. Like this, I just don't feel like restrictor plate racing is like my best. You know, I, it's probably my worst element of of all the things we do. I guess so. I'm still working on it, but I've been close. Well, you were talking before you sat down before Brad got here. What will it take for one of these other teams? to slow down this freight train that you've got rolling. You're at the head of the pack. Uh, you know, you guys were good in 15. Yeah. You guys were better in 16, talking about 2016. You guys were unstoppable. <laughs> Last year, uh, if you follow that graph, it just keeps going and going and going. But you're an eight-time winner. Uh, you know, I mentioned it to Joe. I said, I just don't see somebody winning nine, ten times. But then we look at you and your team, and it's like, okay, it's capable because you probably uh, – lost a couple that you thought got away from you that could have been 9 10 even last year absolutely yeah i mean i felt like we could have won 10 or 12 last year i mean we should have we dominated that many so at, with that being said at the same time it's like okay how the how the heck are we going to do that again uh you know we just have to wait and see but uh like you said the the progression of the team i mean just the last you know since we got together uh going into 2015 is just i feel like every year we find a way to get better in every single area. We know our weak points. We know the things we have to work on. And I feel like it's just 
the more we work together, um, the more we find out the little things, the more we can dissect all this this little stuff and just keep keep chipping away at it. So, you know, it's going to be tough for sure to, to duplicate those numbers we did last year, but I think it's possible, and I think if anybody can do it, it's us. Martin, uh, congratulations on the championship Thank again, you. Thank and you. Uh, good luck this Thank year. You. Maybe you can get you one of those Daytona 500s this year. There's a few more I need to get, so yeah. that'd be a good start. All right. Good luck guys. to you. That is Martin Shurex Jr. We've got more from Daytona 500 Media Day coming up with Kyle Busch and later Danica Patrick. Mayhem, a state of havoc, pandemonium, bedlam, or madness. The Keselowski tangle. Kurt Busch slams the inside wall. Then he goes up the racetrack, and here comes Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, oh, Elliot Smith. Mayhem, what happens at Martinsville. Tickets are on sale now for the STP 500 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race on March 25th. Call 877-RACE-TIX or visit martinsvillespeedway.com to purchase yours. Martinsville Speedway, the half mile of mayhem. The Daytona 500. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checker flags waving. I look in my mirror and here's Earnhardt right on my tail and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh no, you don't. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me and we came off the corner and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com starting February 20th. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live for the Daytona 500 on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host, Kid Cruz. It's great to have you with us on this special Daytona 500 edition of NASCAR Live. We're looking back at the best of Daytona Media Day. Another driver that we spoke to was Kyle Busch. He talked with Kyle Ricky and Winston Kelly. Kyle, welcome to the Motor Racing Network. Uh, right on. So far, so good here. This speed week's for you. Uh, kind of. Really? Well, it's been okay, I guess. <laughs> I how, guess crashing is okay. I mean. Well, other than that last lap deal, how, how would you classify all the new rule changes and what you guys were able to take away from those practice sessions on, on Saturday uh, leading into the duels? Uh, I mean, it was okay. Certainly, we had some handling things that we wanted to work on and try to get a little bit better and uh, some of the ideas that we had um, of what was going to happen in the race did happen in the race and we weren't quite fully set up for that but it didn't really matter I don't think our handling really held us back any because everybody was so grouped together anyways that there was no separation there wasn't enough guys getting out of the gas that was allowing them to fall back to get that get you that hole that you could get back up in in order to kind of leapfrog guys if you would to uh, to get to the front so um, we'll see if that kind of grows and gains as the racetrack gains rubber gets heat this weekend and things like that um, and what, what all happens with the day race on Sunday. When we talked to Rusty Wallace yesterday he thought the race Sunday is going to be so much different with 40 cars out there versus the 17 the 20 this week. How much different from your perspective will it be? Yeah I mean I think that that's kind of what I'm talking about is just I think that the the dual race kind of lends you it's to what's going to happen a little bit but it's going to multiply and gain what all happens and what happens in the race just based off of the the car count and the air and the dirtier the air the more separation you'll get with guys and the cars will start handling a little bit worse if the temperature's hot it could get hot and slick if it's sunny out stuff like that so i thought the race though the other day was uh was really good in the beginning and then it kind of sort of mellowed out and and that top lane those those guys with the fords up front were just too fast that uh it never allowed an inside lane to gain enough speed and enough ground on them to uh to make it a race again you know they were just so fast up there you couldn't do anything with it what is the circumstances that you need to be able to race when you got three teammates? You know, you guys did it with five Toyotas a few years ago. What set of circumstances do you need to be able to pass three or four guys up front that are committed to stay together? Uh, it, it's cars. It's, uh, it's the amount of cars that you have. So if you've got seven guys up top and five guys down low, I think you're going to have the seven cars up top just overpower the five that are down below. I think your strength is in numbers. And so uh, for us with five that we had a few years ago, it just kind of worked for us. Like any time somebody got to the last guy in line, we just always stayed in line and always protected that guy in order to make sure that he didn't get sucked into the fray or the next guy didn't go up and try to get in line. You know, we were all stayed single file, and, and that sort of held everybody back, if you will. But um, our cars were really good then. They were really fast. We had more speed in them than we do now it's relative to the field. It seems like the Penske guys really have that speed right now. How much will this track change, just temperature-wise? Tomorrow night, racing under the lights, obviously Sunday under the bright sunshine, hopefully here at Daytona for you guys with this new setup. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, track temperature is going to mean a lot. I think the dual races are going to be a little bit um, not shallower or 
calmer or anything like that, but there's nobody really racing to get their way in. Everybody's got a starting position, but I think the biggest thing that that some of us will be racing for is those points, you know, the stage points, trying to get that win. So there, there's going to be some some racing going on. But I think, too, the cars right now are going to be handling so poorly in the duels, and the nighttime is going to help that because everybody has qualifying setups in right now. Everybody has basically what will make the most speed in their race car to go fast. And so the cars are kind of opposite skewed and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see who can handle that and, and what's going to happen in the race uh, with, with the nighttime. It's going to mask that a little bit. But... Um, everybody's going to change their cars on, on Friday and Saturday and get their stuff uh, closer to a race setup and, and get more accustomed to what it's going to need to be on Sunday for the daytime. You've won virtually everything everywhere. Are you one of those guys that looks at those marquee races like you have one at Indianapolis and other places? Do you rank them? And if so, where would a Daytona 500 fit in, having already won here in Daytona in July? Uh, I'm, D D Daytona 500 win would be the number one win, you know, uh, besides winning at Homestead for the finale and, win and winning there for a championship race to win the championship. <laughs> um, you know, the Daytona 500 is the biggest win, so that would certainly mean mean everything to my career and, and the things that I've been able to do and accomplish so far. It's just kind of one that's eluded me, same as the Coke 600, you know. It just hasn't hasn't quite happened so um, need to need to get that and uh, would certainly be nice sooner rather than later but I think I've already been saying that for the past 13 years so um, I'm not expecting it uh, to, to come to me um, or that I'm owed or anything like that but you just kind of got to race it and play it out and kind of see when it's your day and when it's your day then hopefully you can get it take it home well I don't think it's a matter of if it's a matter of when there's some pretty big names Richard Petty took him a while to win the Coke 600 David Pearson Dale Earnhardt senior Took them a while to win here at Daytona, but it did happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just hoping that it does happen because there's a few <laughs> names that, that are high-profile names that it never did happen for either, you know. So um, would certainly like to be one of those guys that can cherish that win and, and uh, ride off into the sunset one day with, uh, with some cool accolades. That was Kyle Busch from Daytona 500 Media Day. Coming up next, we'll hear from Danica Patrick and the pole sitter for Sunday's race, Alex Bowman. The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. MRN.com, your online destination for all things NASCAR. Looking for the latest NASCAR news? MRN.com. NASCAR stats for fantasy racing? MRN.com. Opinion pieces from award-winning motorsports riders? MRN.com. Race schedules, series standings, and photos? MRN.com. Live race streaming and audio and video podcasts that you can't miss? MRN.com. Stay up to date with all things NASCAR. MRN.com. This is a special edition of NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host, Kid Cruz. Welcome back to a special Daytona 500 edition of NASCAR Live. A driver that will be making their final Cup Series start this weekend is Danica Patrick. Woody Kane and Kim Kuhn talked with her about the weekend. We've had a photographer kind of follow you in this yeah. journey, uh, and I'm guessing he'll follow you for the Indy 500 there as well. Is. Yes. How's that been? <laughs> what was the idea behind this? Like, I want to capture all these moments. Yeah. Well, I just think that it's uh, knowing that it's at the end and also being the two biggest races and one in NASCAR and one in IndyCar um, and just kind of wanting kind of some documentation of it. Um, and to give something to the fans, too, a little more behind-the-scenes um, pictures that they might not otherwise get. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of car pictures, a lot of pictures hanging out at the garage, but there's not a lot of them hanging out at the bus or doing appearances. I mean, I had to go do a photo shoot, so he came with me yesterday to Charlotte. And then, um, you know, just, just randomness that, that goes on in a normal race weekend that people don't get to see. From a nostalgic sense, how cool is it to have GoDaddy along for the final ride and to get to work with Tony Urie Jr. again? Both of those are the best. I mean, I wouldn't want anyone else on the car. And uh, not only is there so much history with GoDaddy, but of course, our brands are so similar. They really are. I mean, they, they you know, we both started in this sort of adolescence of attention and then we grew up and, you know, we're both at a place right now where we're, you know, they're all about small businesses. That's all I got right now. <laughs> um, so 
uh, with the wine and the book and the clothing line. So, um, so our brands really just fit really well. So not only was it super, super natural and easy of a fit, but it was, it's also, um, a historic, uh, relationship that, that lasted so long. So that, that iconic green, there's so many people that are just like, I'm so excited that I can see where you are on the track. Now. Yeah, <laughs> it would be weird if you were in any other yeah. color. It really and would. then of course, Tony Ari Jr. Who, you know, it just, I adore him. He's just a wonderful human being. And, um, he, uh, he, he was very kind and said that there's not many people or really any other, me and Dale, that he would come back and, uh, and crew chief for. So that was a, that's a good pretty, company. pretty short list of good company. Let's talk a little bit about the rest of the week now. You still got the, the Can-Am duel coming up and then the Daytona 500 Sunday. The nose of these cars are pointed toward the wall. The rear end is practically dragging the track. How different does it feel versus what they you had a year ago? They look different, right? Yeah. I'm like, they totally look, different. They look broken. <laughs> um, it's like Indy 500 qualifying. I, I mean, I haven't been there for qualifying since I was there, but, you know, back in the day when you'd roll that rear wing back, and I'm sure we s they still do that, but uh, the cars would look broken by the time they got to uh, qualifying uh, trim. So uh, it's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, but, yeah, that the cars looked a little bit out of control, more out of control than, than they have been. Um, and uh, that's the way it's going to be on the straightaways um, without the spoiler up. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all goes. Let's hope the duels are just smooth, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That is Danica Patrick. On Sunday afternoon, Alex Bowman stole the headlines for Speed Weeks by winning the poll for the Great American Race. Steve Post and Dylan Welch talked with him during Daytona Media Day. What has your week been like since Sunday afternoon when you put that thing on the poll? Yeah, I thought I was going to go home and have some fun and kind of have some free time, but uh, that didn't happen. So I <laughs> went home and cleaned up some dog puke. and What? Yeah, used some nationwide pet insurance, getting uh, Roscoe fixed up, but... Um, <laughs> He gets a little anxious sometimes when he sees my suitcase, so uh, gets himself pretty worked up and kind of <laughs> throws up for five or six hours straight. And then you just what? Yeah, he'll he'll walk around the room and lick up all the dog hair he can and make <laughs> himself throw up more because my other dog Finn sheds a bunch, so there's plenty of dog hair to be had. Um, so yeah, I dealt with that. That so was so they tag teamed you, and so that was your plan Sunday night. Yeah, I got home. I was like, oh, I wonder if my friends are gonna be at my house and want to party or something. Nope, clean up dog puke. <laughs> The glamour, the yeah, glamour. Daytona 500 pole. Yes, indeed. There Lots you go. Fun. The glamour <laughs> of it. What? I know that uh, you've had a few days to process. Has it set in yet, really, that you're on the pole for the Daytona 500? Yes. Um, you know, it, it's for me. It's like it, it's not. I don't know if just being kind of a realist makes it not is. Uh, I mean, it's a huge deal, but. It, it means I'm just so proud of my race team and proud of the 88 guys because it has so much more to do with them than it d does with me for Speedway qualifying. So um, very proud of the Hendrick Engine Shop, everybody back at the shop. They came down here, sit on the pole, and I just got to uh, to drive it. I cannot imagine the degree of excitement in you. You have you have dreamt of this all your life, and you flirted with it. You've had chances in it. You've filled in in it. You've done simulation out the wazoo as far as that goes. What's your anticipation life as you finally get to put your hands on the steering wheel of your car with Hendrick Motorsports, full season, none of this, part-time or anything? What's, it, what, what's the anticipation like for you? Yeah, it's a dream come true for me. Um, just very thankful for the opportunity. I'm really glad to be at the racetrack and kind of <laughs> towards the end of just talking about it and, and able to, to actually drive the race car. So um, it, it's going to be a blast all year. I, that's all I want to do is have fun and uh, make the most of this opportunity. However it goes, I'm going to have the most fun I possibly can and uh, go from there. That is Alex Bowman, and that is all the time we have for this special Daytona 500 edition of NASCAR Live. Remember, Motor Racing Network will have coverage of the Daytona 500 this Sunday starting at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Until then, have a great week. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. 
From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.